Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run. Good morning, folks. All right, Mike Cloud's trying to wake me up. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. I'm back. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Glad you're back. Thank you. Very glad you're back. All right, Mr. York, dude number one. I'm back so you can fuss at me. <laughs> well, welcome back, Del. Glad to see you back. Yep, spry on a bright, crisp morning. So, uh, Clayton did an outstanding job while you was gone. Debbie did a good job while you were gone. So, Everything was in good hands. You all did. Uh, you all did, and I listened and enjoyed every minute of it. Um, what's been going on while I was gone? Let's... And they got stuff like the asking the librarian to resign. Uh, a minority of people raising sand about books in the library, following Andy Ogles, and they got that new commissioner from District 7. It's asking for a librarian to resign. I, I just don't understand why people are so prone to let the minority of people complain and try to change the things that are very important to the public. The public library is the public. It's not a District 7 library. Uh, it's it's the public's library where people, even if you go to school, kids may want to do additional research and the public library is there for them to do that additional research but when a minority of people start screaming about something and and i hope the county commissioners got enough up in their veins to to disregard somebody asking the librarian to resign he just got on board yesterday and he's trying to make major changes and things well i'm looking at this miss york you know a good old-fashioned book burning battle um they've gone on for centuries and uh book burners never seem to land on the right side of history yeah you can't be against cancel culture and then want to ban books at the same time um yeah now i'm looking you know it's it's just an educational process if people don't want to know they don't have to go to the library if well, they don't, if they want to be out of the main street, they can watch the same old Fox Channel every day and and have that. <laughs> but when you when you're dealing with the public, the public library is there for everybody, for kids, for adults, college students. They may not even be able to find stuff at at the uh, library over at Columbia State. They'll come to the public library for research because it's got a lot of older books and history there. Well, you know, I was reading some books while I was out sick and, you know, I was looking at them where they had been bought over the years. And it was almost quaint. I mean, who buys a book anymore? You know, uh, and, of course, I've got some old books that are good page turners that I've got up on the shelves that were good to read while I was homesick. But um, this group who was there protesting, asking for the librarian's resignation, 
uh, was the uh, Foundation for Liberty and Freedom. <laughs> now, that's a big joke, huh? That's a big joke. <laughs> that, that really kind of is with that name. And uh, this uh, Mr. Miller, who's, uh, I believe, now on the county commission, he's the District 7 commissioner, uh, is the executive director of the Foundation for Liberty and Freedom. And uh, and Adam Martin, the Republican Party nominee in District Ten, well, I assume he, if he, well, I, I don't, he maybe he wasn't elected. He, he wasn't. Okay, but he's also the grassroots coordinator for the this group, Liberty and Freedom. Liberty uh, and Freedom. Stop the books. Don't let people read books. Close the stores. Don't do this. Don't do that. They need to just take care of their own business. Their own backyard needs cleaning. Well, like I said, a good old-fashioned book burning seems quaint. I mean, these days, folks, I mean, I've got an eight-year-old granddaughter. I mean, these kids, I mean, if if she doesn't have a cell phone, then half her friends do, you know. I mean... There is what's in the library is irrelevant. It's what they can get online. Yeah, uh, and that's the irony of it, Delk. If you got a cell phone, you can get almost anything online. Yeah, I mean, and you're trying to say, oh, this book is bad. That one's good. This one's bad. The kids know what's good and what's bad, whether you tell them not to or not to. They're going to research and do the things. All their friends are going to help them. Well, you know, you you can. Almost hope that they are looking at some of these books. Maybe at least they're getting some information rather than watching porn with their friends on a cell phone. Correct. Are, or their are parents getting or... bad information from their friends. Well, and there's got to be some type of oversight by the parents, too. I mean, they have to take the kids to the library, and once they get there, you know, they got to check out books and stuff. I mean, I would think there would be some type of supervision. <sighs> How yeah. many parents take their kids to the library? I mean, we took our grandchildren to the library, still do, but you, you, you don't see the place being overrun down there. Um, I mean, it's just almost quaint, people who still read books, you know. Uh, What's ridiculous by it, though, Delk, is a handful of people in this county wants to stymie the the library from continuing well, to provide good stuff to the to its citizens. The, the way, handful of people, handful of people. The way the way that people get information these days is online, and uh, the real big book burning that's going on in this country is the concerted effort by the media and the American left to shut down conservative voices uh, and to. Uh, uh, shut down Donald Trump, and they've damn near done it. And that is a modern high tech book burning, and it's insidious, it's bad, and it's dangerous. Well, when and, you got insidious and a dangerous person running around flapping his gums, you know he's on Mitch McConnell this weekend calling and Mr. York, uh, making derogatory Mr. statements about Mitch McConnell's wife. Mr. York, what if somebody that, decides that you're insidious and dangerous? Well, that that's their point of view, but don't don't deal with me. Don't come over here messing with me. Don't <laughs> don't censor your speech. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, to shut you off the internet, Mister York. Well, if I do something that's absurd and ridiculous, who's going to be I'm the be, judge I'm of that? Be shut off the internet too, Mister York. Who's going to apply to Donald Mr. York? Who's going to be the judge of that? That's a company's responsibility. 
Mr. York, you're a book burner. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a book burner. I'm Clayton's over here nodding his head. Uh, you're, yeah. you're a book burner. You can't have it both ways, Mr. York. You can't have it both ways. You're a book if, burner. If a company's not under government control, they have a right to uh, allow people to publish what they feel necessary. If you don't want to deal with them, get on another platform. That's what Trump's done, didn't he? Didn't he make his own platform? Well, you know, you're a book burner, Mr. York. I can't see that as being a book burner, but there there has to be some sense of decency in this world. When you say anything about anybody, I heard Rick Scott on the news saying, well, you know, Trump calls people by nicknames. What's well, ridiculous? It's ridiculous. A grown man, he he's lack of intelligence, and he starts calling people names. So, did, know, so did Samuel Clemens in his uh, biography that he did. I mean, he... It wasn't published till after a hundred years after his death, and he called people a lot of different names as well. So, should we ban his books? That's the question. I guess you need to ask that group for freedom and see if they need to ban that book. Well, let me tell you something. I mean, now we all we all drew a breath of uh, suspicion when we learned that the nonprofit nonprofit foundation for liberty and freedom of which our District 7 Commissioner is Executive Director, they're the ones uh, asking that the books be removed from the library. Now, all three of us, with our different perspectives, were immediately suspicious of anything that calls itself the Foundation for Liberty and Freedom, and rightly so, I think. But let me tell you something. I wonder if Facebook is allowing post from the foundation for liberty and freedom i doubt it if they are if they're extreme probably not doubt if if they are moderate folks that say things that may may be uh, offensive to people occasionally and again mr. they're York, probably gonna let them stay who's on the judge who's that? the judge of that mr york the company has to be the judge of that just like you're the judge of your station here you don't let people come on here who are are ramping and, and, and rallying against your your ideology? I don't pretend to host a public forum. Right. The, look, a company doesn't host a public forum either. You know, it's it's public to a certain extent. That's anything, Del, and you know that. It, it's, it's, it's just like Chick-fil-A. They say, we're not going to deal with, with people that have different lifestyles. They have a right to say that. that. They're a public company. They didn't say that. That would be the dumbest thing to say in, in the history of any business. But they're doing good business. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't say that. Yeah. Well, maybe it was alleged. I don't know, but that that's what I heard. Yeah, there we go. Maybe it was alleged. See, maybe, see their owner agreed with Barack Obama. He, he agreed with what Barack Obama ran on the first time he ran for president, that marriage was traditionally between a man and a woman. He said that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. about 10 years ago, around the same time that the former president was saying the same thing. Uh, you know, I mean, that's... Well, you know, th- that goes deep, uh, Clayton, because who is responsible for your decisions between you and your significant other? That's you and your significant other, not me, not Dell, not anybody. And we ought to stay out of people's bedrooms and stay out of people's business. That's the way I see it. Well, again, 
I think, like I said, all he did was agree with what Barack Obama had had ran on and had supported in 2008 when he ran for president, which was, at the time, he believed in traditional marriage. Now, his opinion's changed, and I don't know if the owner of Chick-fil-A's opinion has changed or not, but... Probably not much. He's dead. Yeah. Is he dead? Yeah. Did he die? Uh, is it Kathy? Was yeah, his that? name's Kathy. My understanding is he's related to the... Uh, Murray County Kathy is down along Kathy's Creek. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been told that. I don't know if it's true. Yeah. So, Kathy's Creek, got- New Hampshire, folks. Hmm. Didn't know that. But another, another hot thing on the press, uh, Delk, is your your Virginia Thomas had to, went before the January 6th committee and gave her little testimony and they say at the end of everything, the questioning period, she still said that the election was stolen. That's her okay. opinion. So? I wonder how much she influences Clarence Thomas. You know? Mr. York, the press secretary believed that the 2020 election was stolen. There's tons of people that believe the 2020 election was stolen. Well, yeah. Yeah. See, there's, so. there's still some people that believe that, but by and large, they're over it. <laughs> they're not going around campaigning. Yeah, but there's still people that believe the 2016 election was stolen by Russia. Yeah, yeah, but but they're going around campaigning <laughs> and, and continue to feed the big lie, and y'all continue to send your money up there to support the big lie. I, I just don't understand the means of how this country is supposed to be so exceptional. Mm, there we go. We said it. I'm not going to get in a big debate about American exceptionalism. but Minority of people, too, Del. Just a minority of people. Again, just like the library situation, you got a handful of minor, minority people griping and complaining, and everybody caters to their needs one way or the other, you know? Minority majority, and, it and, does. And they have, they have no basis for what they're complaining about. That's your opinion, courts. Mr. York. We understand that. court said no fraud. That's your opinion, Mr. York. We understand that. No, that's a fact. No, it's <laughs> that's not. That's not my opinion. 60 courts say there was no Mr. York. fraud in the last election. Mr. And, York. It wasn't me that said it. Mr. York, you can't shout me down. No, I'm not trying to shout you down. I'm just saying it's fact. No, it's not. Okay. 20, 23 courts then said it. It's your opinion. It's That's my fight. opinion. 23 courts. Okay. We understand what you base your opinion on, but it's not a sound opinion. I, I realize, I realize, I'm not going to try to harass you with a file today, dealt, but uh, I like to talk about facts. You know I do. Not, not hyperbole. All right. Let's take a break and come back. of today are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick LaCrosse, Cascada, and Regal. Parks has SUVs, the Encore, Enclave, and Envision. Their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget. For a vehicle that has everything, experience the new Buick. For a dealer that has everything, experience Parks Motor Sales. Visit 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
www.thepowerhouse.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Estate Plan Stan, and I'm hosting a free estate planning seminar on Saturday, October 15th at 10 a.m. right here in Columbia at the Memorial Building. We will talk about wills, trusts, and how to protect your life savings from the high cost of the nursing home. If estate planning is still on your to-do list, don't miss this free event in Columbia. Join me on Saturday, October 15th. Call 931-363-7222 to RSVP or visit estateplanstand.com. And I am Estate Plan Stan. He's bound to down, it up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run.
right, we are back. Three dudes with a view. I'm dude number three, Delk Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Delk. Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, the world. I got a question, Mr. York. Um, you know, we this country underwent a great struggle and, and reform in the 60s passage of the Civil Rights Act, some other things that the Public Accommodations Act, things like that, that dramatically changed life in America. Um, in your opinion, would it have been a a, 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 a suitable, should, should that reform have included uh, abolition of the states? In other words, states would be just totally abolished and the country would be governed by the federal government without any in-between by the states. Uh, is that something that you would have liked to have seen, Ms. York? I, I don't think so, Del. Uh, in thinking about that scenario, I think states need to be states that, you know, they maintain their individualisms. Uh, and, and it's good for the country because it creates a lot of diversity. Every state's different. But at the same time, the federal government, I think, has the right to keep the union together and to have some overall arching responsibility in not allowing the states to violate individual rights. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say it just needs to be one federal government, the, the, the states. But as we have seen over the years, uh, even with the the changes that took place in the 60s and 70s, the states have gone back to the old individualistic uh, type of government and not not responding to individual rights of, of people, all citizens within their states. Let's look at the thing down there in Mississippi with Brett Foss stealing all the poor people's money. You know, uh, that that's ridiculous. He made hundred million dollar contracts for years and years and years in in the officials down in Mississippi that maintained their sovereignty allows that money to be abused and misused when Mississippi is the poorest state in the union. I don't I I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah well Brent Frost in a scandal now that he took uh who is he? Uh, Former NFL player. Okay. Well, welfare money was used to build a volleyball arena at Southern Mississippi, and Brent Farr got paid millions of dollars for speeches that he didn't make. And and all the officials, the governor and several officials, one official is being indicted right now that was over the, the programs. What, Clayton, do you know anything about this? Yeah, uh, Brad Favre and the former governor of Mississippi um, apparently used these welfare funds to fund, as Mr. York mentioned, a, a volleyball uh, arena at the uh, University of Southern Mississippi. And there will probably be criminal charges levied against Brad Favre and um, the former governor of, of Mississippi. So th- there will be a price to pay. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, Brett Favre isn't in politics or anything like that. His daughter played at the University of Southern Mississippi, and um, 
that's kind of how he got tied into all this. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not good. It's no, not it's good. not good. And, and he'll but, he'll 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 pay the price. But that but going back to Delt's original question, I think the system that yeah, yeah I don't there, see what that's got to do with federalism. That's just old fashioned crookery. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's what I was saying. If if you got old fashioned crookery in each state. And the federal government is not the overall arching responsibility for all the states. Then, then you got what you get in Mississippi. That, that's what I was saying, in essence. Well, I'm not quite sure I understand that. I think either state. Well, can... you know, the the thing about state sovereignty, you know, states' rights. Uh, the more more people gravitate that we want states' rights, and that's good if you're going to abide by the law. If you're going to give equal opportunity to people within your state and you're not going to try to destroy the, 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 the minorities in your state, that's good. Right? Well, yeah. For the majority, that's good, but not for the minority. But if, if you're going to have equal access to all sorts of, 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 of development and programs and, and help within a state, state sovereignty is good. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, just, just, just uh, again, I don't see the federal issue, though. It's just old-fashioned crookery. Uh, it's it's cash going out the back yeah, door of suitcases. cash going out the back door of suitcases. It's illegal under state law or federal law. Um, and, and that uh, happens a lot of places. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, you got, you got cash money. It'll go out the back door in suitcases if somebody's not guarding it. Uh, but governing, I think governing, I think your point was about governing. States ought to be able to govern themselves appropriately, but they must follow the law. And and when they don't follow the law, then that's where the federal government has to come in or should come in and say, hey, you're supposed to follow the law and under the Constitution of these United States. So do it or pay a penalty. And that that's the way I see it. Who's supposed to offer the checks and balances to the federal government? You're talking about the federal government giving checks and balances to the states. Who, who's supposed to oversee and make sure the, you know, the federal government isn't the cleanest entity either? Well, you know, you, you've had bad people in, and what happened? They oh, went boy. to the polls and they voted them out. Well, no, we've, they seen, been we've, voted seen, out we've seen the IRS being weaponized. Well, that that's that's a bunch of baloney. IRS is not being weaponized. L- Lois Lerner. That's, that's propaganda. Lois Lerner. That wasn't propaganda. That was the truth. That she targeted certain groups. Are you going to refute that? I I'm not aware of that, uh, uh, Clayton. That they targeted certain groups. I know the IRS has is trying to beef up for 50 years. They got a 50 year retirement problem. People are retiring, and they're trying to hire new agents, and people are putting all kind of stuff out there, like they're coming into your house with AR-15 and stuff like that. That's ridiculous. But they do need new workers to process tax returns and what have you for the for the overall country. 87,000 okay. new employees. There we go. Um, well, what I'm getting at is a point that I will keep coming back to. Uh, and Trump made it last night, and that was Saturday night in his speech. Uh, and he's very much correct 
the Democratic Party and the media of today, you can't you can't talk about one without talking about the other. Their their goal, their goal, and where they're comfortable is, they want to uh, uh, move this country to be a uh, socialistic dictatorship, an author- authoritative socialism. A, a la Venezuela, a la Venezuela, and that's where the federal. That's where your vision is, Mr. York. That the federal government's role would be that they would reach down as a dictator and move the scales around uh, whenever the states, as you're saying, are not doing the right thing. Yeah, uh, here's a here's a so-called wannabe dictator. Trying to say everybody else is a dictator doesn't that seem kind of strange? I'm not going to get in that argument with you. Huh? I'm not going to get in that argument with you. Uh, wanted to be a dictator couldn't be because the laws of this country. You're projecting. And now he's calling everybody else a dictator. You're projecting, Mr. York. And no, I'm I, not projecting. I'm telling the truth. And I hesitate to even say that Trump had taken that position because I you knew don't that. think he had. You don't think he operated like a dictator? No, Mr. York, he did not. First thing he coined fake news, just like Putin did over in Russia. He did not, uh, and I hesitate to even say that he had said it, okay. because that that quite apart from Trump or anything else, that is the direction. That is the direction where that is. When you listen to the Red Death speech that Biden made, and he was just a vessel for the Democratic Party that night. And what the Democratic Party and the media want is an autocratic, socialistic society a la Venezuela. Now, that's projection of what the GOP wants. They want one person to be able to tell everybody what to do. And they had one in there for a while called Trump. And you know that. But, that's you know, I know I know you don't want to argue about it. And I don't either, because if your truth is your truth, well, as you always say. That's absurd. I mean, I, let me take you out to, you know, good Lord, let me take you out to Daughters of the American Revolution meeting, see if that's what they're talking about. Nah, I don't want to go to that. I didn't think so. Doesn't stand for what I stand for, the ideals of the Constitution, you know? That's what I thought you'd say. All right, let's move on. Uh, meanwhile... I can't get it to click on my phone, but this uh, Coast Guard man um, down in Florida, he's a Coast Guard swimmer, and he's credited to uh, with saving at least one life as a swimmer from the floodwaters yeah. in, the, in the recent hurricane, yeah. and, and did so well that he got a call from President Biden. It's such a bad situation down there, Delk. I don't know if you watch some of the newscasts, but people are in dire straits down there, and and my heart goes out to all those folks down there. Uh, Some of them are are, are worse off than than we realize. You know, we've had good weather here, but they certainly didn't have good weather. Well, I can't get to click up with the names and everything, but this member of the Coast Guard got a call from Biden for being a successful rescue swimmer. Um, he's going to be discharged from the Coast Guard with a dishonorable discharge, I presume, uh, within a couple of weeks because he won't get a vaccine. 
Oh, wow. That's the way it goes, Dell. When you're in the military, you belong to the military. You belong to the government. Man, I, you've never served, but I have. And you belong to the military, and they want people who are able and ready to fight. Just think if someone has a, a disease in a small area of like we were. We were always but to but to nose sleeping in 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 somebody catches disease it's going to spread like wildfire the whole ship would be out of control but that's I, why you have to follow regulations but i thought the pandemic was over according to it's president not it's biden. not over so i mean president you know biden it's, said. It, it it's over in terms of killing thousands of people a day but no it's not over i just went and got my my fifth booster President Biden said it was over. He said the pandemic, his exact words were the pandemic was over. Well, yeah, the pandemic, the the, wor- the worldwide distress that we were under for a year or more is over. But there's ways to, to temper that now. That's why what he's meant. I mean, gee whiz, nothing ever stops. We still have people catching polio, Clay. In this country? Yeah. Matter of fact, I think it was, I heard it was on an uprise. That I have not heard. Okay, in the meantime, a man named Mark Houck was arrested in Pennsylvania for an incident which took place at a, some kind of protest at a, at a Planned Parenthood. Uh, he was protesting pro-life, apparently. Uh, uh, he's accused of pushing a 72-year-old man after the uh, after he verbally harassed Hauk's 12-year-old son. Hauk uh, was uh, arrested on a state assault charge which was dismissed. Uh, This is the pro-life guy now. And then a private charge. Apparently there's a procedure in Pennsylvania where a private prosecutor can bring a charge. The private charge was dismissed in state court. And now the federal government, the FBI, has just arrested Mr. Houck. And he faces up to 10 years in federal prison. Uh, So... Because this Must man be was, some extenuating circumstances, Dale. No, there's not, Mr. York. This is the persecution and prosecution that's going on in this nation um, for people who just want to peacefully protest. Well, if, if you're if, harassing a 12-year-old, that's not peacefully protesting. If they're if they're white and if they're on the uh, unpopular or or not politically correct side of the protest, a grown man harassing a 12-year-old. No, the one the twelve year old was the one who got harassed, and then the grown man reacted. This is what you see in this country. Well, well actually, the grown man was just like a twelve year old if he reacted to what a twelve year old said. All right, let's take a break. Come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. 
so you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Do you love antique and estate jewelry? Then mark your calendars for Friday and Saturday, October 6th and 7th for Tillis Jewelry Annual Antique and Estate Event. Jewelry in every price point in all periods. The Victorian Art Deco and even the Fun Retro. Over a million dollars of inventory, so I'm sure you will find something you will love. It only happens once a year, so you want to bring a friend to Tillis Jewelry. Two days only, Friday, October 6th, Saturday, October 7th. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though. What's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy, he's less stressed, and he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house, he's getting some exercise, and he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in Tennessee high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Get ready for cold weather with Hiller's Happy HVAC Comfort Bundle. Keep your family warm inside and out. Bundle an HVAC replacement system with a germicidal UV light and an extended 10-year warranty and we'll include a free solo stove. Or get a free solo stove when you buy a whole home generator or water filtration and descaler. Plus, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 12 months. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound up, watch our bandit run. All right, folks. 
Welcome back. Three dudes with a view. I am dude number three, Delk Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Delk. Glad to have you back this morning. Thank you, sir. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Delk. Glad to have you back, too, uh, Clayton and the, and the listening audience. Happy Thank Monday. Thank you, Mr. York. All right, folks, uh, some good news that got talked about while I was out. Uh, the Southern Regional Technology Center at Columbia State. This is exciting. Uh, it's a, it's going to be a new center. I think a $30, $40 million wow. center. Yeah. Uh, it's going to house... It, <coughs> Excuse me, Clay. Um, yeah, I think I think it's going to do like it's going to house uh, stuff for nursing. You also look at uh, you know they got the uh, the Lyman School that's out there as well. There, there's several several yeah, things. I'm talking about veterinarian services. Oh, absolutely. Uh, nursing services. They're going to also partner with uh, the. Um, I can't remember the acronym for it. It's down in Pulaski, where they they do vocational training, mm-hmm. the State Center for vo- Vocational Training in Pulaski, and uh, they're going to partner with them, and it's going to be you know the, the I think you call it the Applied Sciences. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, and this is going to be exciting, folks. This is uh, this is a major effort by Columbia State Community College. Such a good neighbor. Such fifty-three million. Fifty-three million dollars. Uh, wow. To our state rep Scott Spicky, fifty-three million. Wow, it's a lot of money. It's a big deal, folks. And it, it, the bigger deal is what it will do for Southern Middle Tennessee. Uh, it will provide training and opportunities for our young people. Uh, and this is a big deal. I just, I, yeah. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, that's a good good thing for these young folk. Uh, you know, some can go and get a technical skill, uh, make a good living, and then further their education if they decide to uh, to college, to a four year, two year, four year college. And but the main thing is that it's creating an available workforce, Dell, because people are getting older. That's doing these trades, and they don't have mm-hmm. young people getting into them like they used to. You know, there's been a push, uh, which which came out of I don't know where. If you went to college, you were smart. If you didn't go to college, you was dumb. <laughs> and that that's a that's an old. Some of these kids don't go to college, and they are smarter than the kids that go to college are, are equal to the kids that go to college. And I don't think we need to be, you know, beating up on kids who say, well, you know, college is not for me. I don't want to take liberal arts. I don't want to take science. I just want to do a job. So it's going to create a great opportunity for some young people. Uh, When I was doing training across the nation, I gave uh, Coach Stone some information for the linemen, uh, kids that were over in Washington on the West Coast. uh, They were hiring like crazy and kids that didn't have any training just apprentice were making over a hundred thousand dollars a year and now that's possible with the lineman training school because most utility companies want you with the basic know-how before they hire you and even in an apprenticeship now so it's a good thing for the area yeah it is and uh but now mr york i heard you in a debate with somebody last week i can't remember who it was and 
it was sort of, it was a discussion about this idea of vocational training versus higher ed and 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 you were sort of pushing back the other way going you know higher ed is always good they need to have higher ed uh and um and and so so what what are your thoughts on that well, well my thought is if you if you go to a technical school you get all the technical training if you go to a two year institution college Outside the technical training, that's going to enhance your ability to make a living. If you go to a four-year institution outside of your technical training, that's going to give you a greater ability to make a living. It's going to, it's going to change your your weekly income from somewhere around $700 a week to over $1,000 a week. So that's what I'm saying. It, it creates enhanced opportunities. And in, in like when I started working for the telephone company, you know, I had a four-year degree. I started climbing poles with a four-year degree and started right. at the very bottom. And within four years, I was promoted to management with a four-year degree because I went back to school and took some additional business courses. So yeah. it oh, enhances yeah. your ability to make a living. That was my argument. Don't just go to technical school and say, I'm finished, because when I got out of high school, I say, I'm out of high school. I'm never going to school again. And when I joined the Navy... Every day was school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I imagine. Um, I continue well, to learn. I, I learned on and on beyond what I even in, in, anticipated that I would learn. And I've always been going to school to learn new things. So don't just stop your education process because you got a good AC uh, HVAC degree and you're making big money. Try to enhance your educational opportunities. It's only good. I see where you're coming from, and I I remember you saying, um, you know, there's no such thing as education is just always good, period. And uh, you know, I've always been one to agree with you on that, and to think that that education, wherever the opportunity can be afforded, is good. Uh, And uh, and and I think that's correct. I think though that we are in a situation these days, though, where Maybe more so than ever. Uh, these young people are going to have to determine, you know, they're going to have to put a cost figure on education, and they're going to have to get the amount of education they need, but not more than they can afford, you know. And uh, so the, the the balance between cost and and efficacy is uh, is is now probably more present than ever. Yeah, and, and the and the fact that you go to a, a big name university doesn't make the outcome any better for you or any worse for you. You know, I mean, sometimes you can go to an affordable college, learn, be outstanding, and do very well in life rather than going to a big university with a big name. That's what I think drives some of these students. They they want to go to the big name schools, but they may not have the quality of education that that they're looking for when they go to a a college and they learn and and you compete you know you compete with anybody in the world that's that's the whole thing yeah i mean and that's where you know i think the the argument i was making just a minute ago was for was bang for the buck you know uh and and students are going to have to be you know, be very careful not to come out with huge amounts of debt that they're getting no bang for. 
And um, it's, it's, it's just like the program in, in Tennessee. Now, you can go to two years of college, community college, at no no cost. Just and, books and, and personal and again, items. And about, I don't know how many students are taking advantage of that. No, they want to go to the big-name four-year institutions where they, they, they bankrupt their parents and themselves uh, to get a, a four-year degree. But I would take advantage if I'd have had a two-year university in, in my area doing this when I was coming up, I surely took took advantage of that free two-year education and then go to the other two years at a larger school. Yeah, I mean, folks, but yes, I mean, you know, if if it depends on, you know, how much bucks you got, how much bang you want, you know. And, and what kind of fit for the student. But, but right here, right here is Columbia State Community College. It's excellent. And I believe what the first two years Tennessee promise, yeah. uh, the state of Tennessee will pay for it. Mm-hmm. And you can... Right now, there's a 52% graduation rate at community colleges. So, well, I think the thought is is perhaps, uh, you know, technical colleges, their graduation rates are at 94%. Well, and again, though, the Columbia State, this new Southern Regional Technology Center, uh, you're going to have both offered. Uh, your, Your vocational, your technological as well as your uh, arts and sciences, and uh, and it's, I mean, so yeah, I mean, I mean, there's you, no you can, excuse. You can there's get no bang. Excuse. You can get bang for your buck big time right here at Columbia State. There's no excuse for young people at this time and age to say I can't get an education because there are many opportunities available for them to get an education. And like you say, Columbia State is an outstanding community college, one of the first in the nation. And it's an outstanding community college. And I know people over there that do an excellent job. Yes, and they I've do. I've known people over there, worked with people over there for years. And and that's an advantage to this community. That, yes, that's it is. That's kept secret. I don't think they advertise enough for the community. Uh, but that's that's what they do. But but Columbia State is a great. I go to all the basketball games when they're at home. All right, uh, the Chargers go Chargers. Uh, yeah. The yes, yeah. I mean, Amen, Miss York. And uh, you you multiply on top of that, or I think it is a multiplier. Uh, the new University of Tennessee Southern now at Pulaski, where a four year degree is available and. I believe Columbia State and UT Southern are, are working together to put something together where you can get a two-year degree, and then if you want to go on and get a four-year degree, you can do it. Clayton's nodding his head. Yeah, I, I'm getting information here. You know, Tennessee Reconnect uh, allows adults or students out of high school to go back and get a two-year degree for free at community mm-hmm. colleges. I think the one reason you see such a low graduation number uh, is because a lot of these kids coming out of high school uh, don't have the grades uh, on the ACT or with the grade point average, and they're having to take remedial classes, so they get discouraged knowing that they're taking classes that don't count towards graduation or anything, and you, you see a lot of fallout there. On the other hand, these technical colleges and, and, and paths 
they got a 94% graduation rate because you're getting into the area that you're studying and what you're going to get your uh, degree in uh, as far as going. But we got to have both. Hours. Yeah, you got to have both. Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> the, at least the options are there for both. And see, the, the, the thing about technical school is it's kind of like the military school. When I went to radar school, it was for six months, eight hours a day radar school it was something about radar when you go to technical school it's something about the the technical area you're going in you don't take English and all that other stuff liberal arts uh, stuff and I think that bores some students they don't want to take all that so they prefer to go to technical school get a technical degree because they're going to learn it eight hours a day you know until the end of the period in which they graduate okay folks so yeah I mean Right, right here in Southern Middle Tennessee, you know, Columbia State Community College, uh, Tennessee Southern, uh, at Pulaski University, of Tennessee Southern, MTSU. Right, but I mean, right here in our backyard, we yeah, yeah. They, those two provide a whole lot of bang for very reasonable bucks. Uh, again, said so the Tennessee Promise, first two years free. Tennessee Reconnect, two years free. Uh, and uh, and then you know it's not cheap Columbia State and UT Southern uh, but they are relatively more inexpensive uh, here to an in-state student than other educational higher educational opportunities and, and the biggest cost for students is room and boarding uh, Delft where you can go to Columbia State and stay right at home and I, you can drive down to Pulaski too Miss Yorke yeah. Uh, so, all right, we're out of here, folks. Tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Returns for us at least.